It's time for my breakfast. Yeah, it's time for some cheese. It's time for stick. Time for hungry. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'd say we 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 check a check a rude. Check a check a voice warm ups. The voice warm up. He thrusts well. his fists against the post and still insists he sees the ghost. He thrusts, thrusts his, his fists against, against the post and still, still insists he sees the ghost. Yup 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 Hey, welcome to the Dangle Podcast, everybody. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. Yes, welcome back to the Dangle Podcast. This is fun. Johnny is live here in the Think Hole in the House High Hammock Radio. Um, Johnny, welcome back. This is the Weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my good buddy, uh, Johnny, we take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic and we talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows. We do vocal warm-ups and have weird cold opens because we didn't want to talk about pornography this week and I don't think that's such a bad thing, right? But Johnny... We talk about it at least once every other week, so yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's ironic. This week I didn't want to. I, I didn't write like old squirty bits or like... <laughs> Yep. Was no, that Ron? That. Was that Ron Jeremy? I don't know. Maybe. Well, that might have happened too. But you think we got to just uh, jump right into it, buddy? Yeah. Welcome everybody to the Dang Old Podcast. We're starting this week with episode one eighty nine, Bill's House. Original air date November six two thousand and five. This is written by Tony Gamalobo and Rebecca May. Mark, where was the last time we saw Gamalobo and May? You may remember Gamalobo and May from I Never Promised You an Organic Garden. Reborn mm. to be wild, mutual of oh my boy. That's right, I'm still doing it. And stressed for success, which we both like that one quite a bit. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, I think that's the uh, pop culture. Yeah, quiz bowl. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, our cast of characters for this week, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Bill Dotrieve, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Mr. Draper, Mike, Gary, Randy, Dominga, Khan, Supanusimpone, Buck Strickland, Enrique, and Joe Jack. Yes, there is a, it's a big cast. It's a pretty big cast and a handful of them, like the last four, I think are in a single scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just about that. Not not all together because Khan's not with the rest of the Strickland guys, but they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, good on you, Wiki, because you guys have been you dropped the ball a lot, but you at least nailed some of these guys. Synopsis here: After taking care of the hills when they're sick, Bill finds a new way to volunteer and is quickly taken advantage of. Because let's be honest here, Bill is always taken advantage of wherever he goes. It's what you do. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about this last week with Harmonaholics. Let's take advantage of the big, fat, bald guy that wants to sing with us so bad he's going to tank his career and use all of his savings. He's all out of sick days. Yes, he is. But somehow uses in this episode, never mind. Our A story characters this week, Bill and Hank. B story characters, Peggy and Bobby. Uh, let's jump right into notes, man. Let's talk about that B story really quick. Jesus do Christ. Do we have to? Yeah, we do. Uh, no, we don't. We'll get there in a minute. Okay. Notes out of me. Crackers and beer for dinner. I guess I've had the Bill Dobbitt or the the Hill illness diet. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, Bill is a tank when he's uh, deadlifting Hank. That is the appropriate execution of a fireman's carry. Peggy should have taken note. Yeah, that's why Bill didn't pull his groin. Exactly. He's also not a lady. Ladies don't have groins. So what did Peggy pull? Her pussy? I do not have a limp. Peggy pulled her pussy. No. <laughs> Keep going, bud. <laughs> um, I like getting sick. I want to get... Okay, this is going to sound insane. 
You ever get so sick, and then when you come out the other side, you're a better person? Maybe once or twice in my life? Uh, when I was doing student teaching, I caught what I called Doc Holiday disease, which I'm pretty sure now, based off of the symptoms I had this year, was just walking pneumonia again. Um, all that is to say, I was crazy sick, I dropped a ton of weight, fell asleep at work a lot. It was a rough time for me. But man, I remember that first day that like I could walk into class and give an entire lecture and not like <gasps> like the entire thing. Oh, uh, okay. When I'd come out that other end, man, I felt better for it. I was a better like sickness. The the, the fever of sickness is the fire in which a phoenix is reborn. I want to get sick. I just need a good one. Interesting. Really, just kick me in the metaphorical nuts. And I can come back from it harder and stronger, and I can get into season 10, because, oh my god, <laughs> I don't think I'm ready. Interesting. Yeah, the last time I got super, super sick, or at least the one that, that actually had something going for it, I was a junior in college. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was I was out of, out sick for, I don't know if you remember, I was out sick for a solid week. Your ex-girlfriend oh, had just yeah. moved in. That's right. Yeah, you were like before that. I about dying. died. Yeah, we were kind of worried about you. Yeah, the, the lesson that I learned from it was um, don't leave your Arizona tea that's supposed to be refrigerated out for two days and then drink it with something fuzzy inside. <laughs> God damn it. Because I am 900% sure. Yo. That, that is that what tea. got me sick. I remember when you said that. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Oh, you took me back. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is also like, what, two for two now? You almost made me throw up on the cast. Jesus <laughs> That's a special skill, guys. You have to cultivate it over years of knowing Mark. Something, something doesn't take much to gag me? I Just don't... pump you full of eggs and we're good. Oh, anyway, keep going. Not full of eggs, please. I gauge, so when you were sick, when I was sick, um, I also took note of this. I gauged my health, and I do this to this day, based off of what kind of pants I'm wearing. Okay. If I'm really sick, it's like nothing. I'm wearing a bathrobe and like dying. If I'm getting better, it's like gym shorts. And if I'm better, I'm wearing pants around the house. Okay. Um, in that scene, when Hank kind of, you know, relieves Bill of Duty... Hank is wearing jeans. That's why I bring it up. Yeah. That's how yeah. we know that they're getting better. Hank isn't going to wear sweatpants. Like, the fact that Hank Hill left his house in sweats lets you know how bad he was. Right. So, when he's wearing pants again, you know that Hank is getting better. Um, This is Bill's punishment. This entire episode is karmic retribution, rebalance, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. This is karmic realignment for all the years that goddamn Bill Dobitrov has been a pant load and made the other guys wait on him hand and foot. Oh, this is wow. four Christmas yeah. episodes in the bag. This is how many, like, weeks after Lenore, like... Yeah. Yes, this is the karmic check cashing against Bill, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he, and and he owns it. And he owns it, number one. But number two, it will not ruin him. No. When he finds out about the money, I'm sure that he's going to recoup a little bit of that loss and, like, make up what he had spent on his own because that's what you're supposed to do with Hank it. Hank will make sure he gets Hank it. Hank is going to... Yeah, but that's it. Like, Hank is going to see it through. So, like, really, Bill is losing on, like, emotional strength and some time, but also coming out of it a stronger person. Okay. Yeah. I guess you could say the Bill's house was rehab for Bill, Johnny. <laughs> we can't say that's stupid. That's a terrible joke. Um, it stays in. Oh, the guy from the homeless shelter down here pulled this shit. Okay. Uh, a couple years ago, we found out we used to partner with him. The college, this is years and years ago. Listeners, don't look into it. Or do. It was a big scandal. This guy's a piece of shit. Deserves to be drugged down. The guy that was running the local uh, homeless shelter, he was more or less pocketing the money. And the way we found out about it is one time, what, Alice in Wonderland, I wanted to say. So that would have been 2009 or 10. They looked at his tax returns. Or not the t 
the amount of money we had raised for the shelter at the theater building or at the theater was the same as what he had he didn't report it. They found oh, out about it. Okay. So we got in a ton of trouble. My point is, if you are genuinely helping people, good on you. But if you're out there to make a quick buck and fucking bilk people, go eat a dick. Um, the the yeah. the antagonist in this is the I can't. What's his name? Um, he it is Mike. 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 No, Draper. Mr. Draper. Draper. Mr. Draper. Draper is the antagonist in this. Yeah. Draper is a piece of shit. Don't be like Draper, guys. Be a Bill, it's, don't be a Draper. It's yeah. it's it's a one thing to, you know, like you said, recoup your losses, make sure that you're compensated accurately, fairly, uh, competitively. Yeah. Because you you want something like that to grow. That way people have a, a continuous base for where they're going. And, you know, there's unfortunately, there's certain things that are just never going to go away. And one of them is like homelessness. Yeah. So, yet yeah, don't dip too far into that company ink because people will catch you and then you're going to look like the biggest scumbag in the world. Yeah. yeah. So. Don't be a dick, be a dude. Like, take your cut, by all means. Yeah. Like Ta- I said, you need to know be how big correctly. your slice should be. Mm-hmm. Know, know how big your slice ought to be. Yeah. Yes. Finally, okay, so this is just, and we kind of stopped and we talked. Again, guys, Johnny's here. We got to stop and pause and discuss and talk a little bit extra this week. Yeah. Uh, This is another one that Hank just rolls in and rescues after the mold rush. We talked about this a lot. Um, But then I get to thinking about it. Like, that was season six. This isn't an episode trope. Or this isn't a rehash episode. This is a trope. This is what we're doing. It's just going to get resolved in the last 10 minutes. It, everybody's going to do it. Just call it good. It's almost like a story outline at this point. Yeah. How do we how do we twist this on on its on its head? Yeah. Um I mean if I have to say my it's not a plus to this, but it's it it pulls it back from being such a negative is that they only use this about once a season. Yeah, last one was um t- Death by the Time Show with Cotton. Yeah. Also involving Bill, which weird. But... Yeah, just easier to do it that way. You Bill's know... usually the one that needs rescuing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dale will yes and into madness. Bill will die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are my notes. What do you got for me, buddy? Um, Mark, who would have ever thought that the snottiest kid in Ireland got the hill sick? <laughs> do you think I should be expelled for that? Or do you think they should have just known better? At this point, season 10 is 10 years ago. Clark Peters existing and this is the first time he got somebody sick. I'm just a kid. But these people are filthy. I'm just a kid. And you sell propane. But I made you sick. <laughs> I've been working on a Clark Peters. It is nowhere near there. as good as yours, but it is getting there. I freaking love Clark Peters. <laughs> um, I noticed something for the first time here. and it, it w- We noticed stuff like this before. Okay. And we, I don't feel like we haven't done it in a while because I haven't had a chance to really look at the at the background for a while. I do most for you guys that you want a little inside baseball here. I almost exclusively watch this show on my laptop or on my iPad. Um, I do that because I take notes while I'm doing it, and I do this and I do that. I'm also not in Germany with my TV, and so it's not often that I get to see it on a bigger screen. And so I'm I feel like I miss some of those sight gags mm-hmm. sometimes, but. Today, I want to point out the fact that in the Hill's kitchen, they have a utensil holder. Yes. And, and it's right by their kitchen. It's where you keep your your pasta spoon and your spatulas, um, spatulas all that stuff. Everybody's got one. Yeah. Your, your tongs. It is the Texas flag. Okay. I just thought that was really cool. It's very on hill, yeah. on, on point for the Hills, yeah. you know? Um, so I appreciated that. I felt like it, it was noteworthy here because 
God dang it, if they don't love Texas in the Hill household. Um, our, let's see here. We have a guest star for Mike. Uh, do, do you know who does the voice of Mr. Draper? Uh, no. Who? Take a random guess at one of our regulars. Uh, David Herman. Yep, you're right. Okay, cool. Draper is David Herman. I was gonna um, guess Phil Lamar. <laughs> my, no, 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 no. And for once, it's not our, our, um, our big Jim. Oh, Phil Hendry. It's not Phil Hendry. We he's, haven't seen him. Yeah, he's the mad guy, isn't he? Uh, he might be. I can't find my shirt and my big toe itches, and I'm pissy, and I'm Phil Hendry. I bet I don't. I don't know. That's probably him. that's Honestly, also bad. Phil Hendry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but Mike is a guy named Scott Clace. Or Scott Clace. Yeah, K L A C E. That sounds spells Clace, right? Clotchy. Clotchy. Yes. Um, and it's he Italian. Lo- he looked kind of familiar. Apparently, he's really big in this uh, Amazon TV series Bosch. Oh, um, okay. He plays Sergeant Mankiewicz. I don't know it, but I know the show. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I just wanted to point it out. He's a, an irregular voice actor that came on to guest this week. Um, Bill starts leading the guys in a serenity prayer. Mark, do you know what about, about anything about the serenity prayer? No, I know it's something to do in Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. I also know my grandma tried to teach me and brother a lot because it's not just straight AA, but it's that, you know, it's, yeah, we've talked about it before. Yeah. It's what the... Um, God grant me the serenity to um, change the things I can, accept the things that can't, and know the difference between, between the them. two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but that's like what the Alcoholics Anonymous chant. It is. It's a yeah. big AA meeting thing. I think they say it at the beginning, at the end of every meeting. Um, I'll find out pretty soon. I've got to go to an AA meeting as part of one of my classes. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. It'll be pretty cool. I got to just... go as part of a court order. <laughs> I don't, wow. but it was going to be a good joke. <laughs> As Mark slams his beer. Um, yeah, this is this is also weird, listeners. Mark is intoxicated. Johnny is not. No. How will the night end? We don't know. <laughs> Probably been spooning in tears like most nights. but It's it's true, but hey, yeah, so do most nights in the Think Hole. That's why we don't talk about Kansas City. That's also why it's named the Think Hole and not anything else. <laughs> uh, Mark, my last not note here. Not the consideration tube. Our, Mark, our last uh, note here is a musical cue. We have Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Fucking A, I got a second musical cue then. Do you? Yes, Let's I do, it. sir. Yeah, okay, you had Don't Stop Leaving by Journey. I had Eye of the Tiger when they're playing basketball in the yard oh. by uh, Survivor. Also, yep. fun note, Survivor is Frank Stallone, Sylvester Stallone's little brother. And yep. initially, that song was supposed to be in the Karate Kid soundtrack. Oh, wow. No, wait, I take that back. Okay, um, you're the best around. Um, you're the best around from Karate Kid. Yeah. It was originally written for Rocky Three. Oh, okay. Um, that's why there's a line, history repeats itself. Oh. But instead they went with uh, Survivor because it was Frank Stallone's brother. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Or Sly Stallone's brother. Whatever I just said, but yeah. intelligently. Yep. There you go, kids. There's your Marcus drinking and Johnny isn't. <laughs> uh, those are my notes, though. Uh, let's let's get some pros, man. I just had a really solid one. Okay, there it is. Hey, um, okay, I know we're not allowed to look into the future. I know that that is something that we try and not do here, We right? can crystal ball for a second. We can crystal ball for just a moment because I want to ask you, um, doesn't... How come Carl Moss wasn't here? Because I remember Carl Moss in this episode. Where's the Carl Moss as an alcoholic living at Bill Dobotrov's? Where's that one at, Johnny? Season 12, season 13. It's coming up. I know, but like, did you think that that one was this one? No, I knew it wasn't this did one. Did you? Okay. Yes. This is my splitting and, you know, when we watched it and this all that is, good This shit. is where you're starting to get blurred because yeah. you could yeah, have yeah. swore he was there. Unfortunately, the, the trope of somebody invading Bill's house happens many times and only one time is it really funny. 
Much like when I got that DUI, the lines are blurring, kids. Ooh. I'm gonna stop. Why is that? Ma- Why am I making that a joke? That's I don't not, know. That's a really bad like B joke line out of. I'm gonna stop, I'm, guys. I'm good. I didn't get a fucking. We're good. All right. Like <laughs> apparently when we're not drinking, Mark. When we're not both drinking, Mark gets real sad. Always <laughs> is <it> sad. <laughs> Why do you keep calling me sad? Why do you keep calling it a think hole? Um. <laughs> Um, also to that end, if we're talking about plot lines that ha- may or may not exist, this is the con, but I want to just hit it really quick. Um, so B plot is Bobby is teaching Peggy, teaching Peggy how to ride a bike. Uh, it's fine B plot in its own right. I appreciate it. I understand it. I get it. Um, but per goodbye normal jeans, Peggy can ride a bike really well when she's stealing a chicken and taking it to her hairdresser. Johnny's breaking. What's up, buddy? Breaking <laughs> jokes with Johnny. I just no. I just I'm calling back to last week, and I'm remembering Mark that Peggy must be wearing a maxi pad because she has the <laughs> confidence <laughs> to ride a bike. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Sorry, everybody. That's not that funny. God damn it, Johnny! I'm trying to do a retrospective rewatch of King of the Hill, and you ruin it with a joke about maxi pads. Period piece. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> no, we're leaving all this in. This oh. is great. Man, also, we're at 18 minutes worth of pros already, right? Yeah. When you're here, we clip so much better. It's amazing. It's oh. amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, to, to go back to your point, you're yeah, absolutely Peggy's right. Peggy's riding a bike with in no handlebars. Goodbye Normal Jeans, she knows how to ride a bike. Very well. Like, carrying a turkey. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not trying to be comic book nerdy about this. I just... That's a big one and that one cited a lot and also i'm kind of going really back and forth now i don't know when episodes are supposed to air mm-hmm. at this point i don't think there's a through line to king of the hill they just wrote a bunch of shit and threw into a fucking pile and animated when they wanted to yeah or you know they made them and then just said all right we'll do this one kind of the way that i write two wizards honestly but like so i don't know i just okay so here we are season 10 are we saying that we're deep enough now that continuity can't count because she did say, I never learned how to ride a bike, Bobby. I grew up in Montana. So, like, we're still calling back. We're still establishing. We're yeah. calling back to continuity that whether or not we like its establishment, like, it's there. Well, it's like they're retconning stuff, but I, yeah, I don't know. Is it a retcon or, like, because even the Montana bit, like, I know that people get mad about that, but, like. I get mad about that. But I'm still willing, willing to believe that she didn't, that she grew up in Texas. Her mom moved to Texas and someone died. She had to go back to that ranch. Her grandmother died or something. Okay. And that's when Maddie Platter went from, like, weird June Cleaver woman to fucking goth lesbian. Like, or goth June Cleaver into butch ranch lesbian. There we go. But, you know, I don't know yeah. where Pa Platter was. I don't really care. I don't need the answers. I just, these little bits of continuity, and at this point, should we be calling him out, or should we just take it as granted for what it is? I don't know. I'm going to keep calling it out, because... Oh, I am, we're too. This, but... We're this far in, and I... Eh. Because at this point, too, you got to keep doing it. Otherwise, it's not going to work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll jump into my pros here. Okay, you do that, yeah. Um, my first one here is this. It's a pro to me that Bill is showing just how much he knows and cares about the hills in this episode in the beginning. Mm. I forgot how this episode started. Mm-hmm. I really genuinely forgot that we ever got to see the hills, like, all just completely incapacitated from sickness. Um, cause the last time we all, we saw all three of them in a spot of bother was, um, keeping up with our Joneses. No. Where they were all just like really. 
oh, stuck oh, 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 in the house. I was, I was going to say racist dog when he pulls him out because of the gas leak. Oh, no, no, no. Not okay, that. Not I that. Got no, you, I got you. No, I'm talking about. You like said the, spot of bother. I wasn't sure. No, I'm talking about the three of them in a, in a similar state of mind of duress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it's keeping okay. up with our Joneses. Okay. Um, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I, I think it's a huge positive to me that that Bill, he knows and cares so much for the Hills, you know? Yeah. Um, we've seen him do it a lot. We know he pays attention to the little things. We know how much Hank and his family mean to Bill. I mean, shit, they invite him over for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if Bill could go and hang out with them for, for the Thanksgiving. For the entire week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's nice. Like you had mentioned, this is the, the karmic payback here. And I love that Bill is so ang- anxious, eager, and ready to do this. It's not a chore for him. And it just it shows the rest of the family for a change how good of a friend Bill really has been to Hank. Yeah. Even though it's not always reciprocated. Like it doesn't always seem like it's even. Right. Or equal. Right, right. Probably not equal, I guess, but... No, but there's a certain, but it's still there. There's a it's, level of respect there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can I really quick jump in there? Yeah. To that end, though, um, yeah, uh, racist dog. Bill saved him. So, like, when we talked about that one, I said, "Isn't this the one where he like takes care of him for too long?" It wasn't. Mm. This is the one that I confused that one with. Okay. So, Bill is well. I don't know because he found Hank this time, but. I'm not sure. I was going to say, Bill's watching the hills too much, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Pro here, Dale's hip-hop dancing. Oh, that's, my God. Yeah. That's a huge pro. That's amazing. That's fucking um, amazing, yeah. I'm impressed. Uh, a, a dude that, that smokes that much and really hasn't done much to exercise in the last few years. I mean, he does his... He does yoga. He does his yoga and keeps his team physique. style. Yeah, but I, I, you don't think of him as the most like athletic dude in the, in the alley. Right. That's definitely going to be Connor Boomhauer. You know what though? I have seen Dale vault more fences. Yeah. You know, like I have seen Dale choose a fence to vault over going for a direct path to run through. So yeah, he yep. might be the most athletic on Rainy Street. He might be. Uh, next pro here: addiction does not take a holiday. That is absolutely true. One hundred percent true. It's there and it's there forever. But Hank is so right for questioning how much effort that they are putting forth. Like, so right. You have to be able, and when you're in a helping profession like that, you have to be able to draw a boundary because before too long, you're going to get yourself into a position where you're no longer taking care of your own mental health because you're so busy taking care of everybody else. Right. We all fall into these traps, especially with family members and close friends. We go, well, I can just keep pushing my shit off because they still need me. And they may still need you, but eventually you're going to have to put down that boundary that says... This is affecting me, and if I'm now compromised, it's two people in trouble and not one. Right. And if you, and then that's going to take two more people. It it increases itself itself exponentially if you're not careful and can't set those boundaries. So yeah, I really applaud them writing in Hank questioning this and going, um, no, we need help. You need to stop pushing more people, and we're willing to help. We're happy to do it, but you cannot make us do it all ourselves. Yes. It's a very good stance. It's a lesson that that everybody listening to this podcast, if they don't already know, you should be practicing. It's the only way you're going to make it through your day and not start falling into bad habits like drinking, smoking, overindulging, and all sorts of shit. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm getting off my, my therapy soapbox here, guys. Um, Please have another beer. <laughs> D- Draper is a great fucking bad guy. Fantastic, because he's not doing anything at all. No, and he is a Ooh. fucking hipster. Ooh. Ooh, okay. 
Oh, man. I don't remember the episode, but I wrote white people as a con. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of which one it is. Get your freak off? Yeah, that one. Get your freak off. Yep. White people as a con. This is white people as a con. It's fair trade. Domingo loves it when I ask for a con. Get fucked. Get Fucked. Oh my god. Animation fucked. point to that. I love mm. that they they show her scowling and when he turns she smiles. One of my pros. One of my pros is Dominga in the background yep. of all of Draper's shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck Draper. Okay, Ooh. so now that we're talking about good bad guys in King of the Hill, does this guy rank in the top? I'd say. Yeah. I'd put him... Um, I mean, he can't hit Wakefield because she's the absolute devil. But... Oh, that's Wasana-san. <laughs> it's Wakefield, damn it. She shows up one time and never again. Let it go. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. She she ruined the dynamic on Rainy Street. The dynamic. She ruined. Now he's so he's a great bad guy. Um, a fantastic. No, well, short of like sitting here and making you rank the best bad guys with me. Yeah, Junie Harper's up there. Ooh. Okay. Um, because I mean she's she is way the fuck up there. Fatherton is up there, but he's more of a, a menace. He's a menace. He's not a bad guy. He's a menace. Yeah. Um, Carl Moss is up there. Well, that's, Carl you. Moss. that's you, though. That's you projecting. The dude never does anything good for anybody. The last good he thing he did... He organized a fun run. What more do you want? I want him to do more than his basic fucking job. I want him to give a shit about these kids, Mark. Why can't Billy Reed? <laughs> <laughs> because it's India Summer, Mark. <laughs> anyway. That, is that this week or next week? It's, I don't even know. next week, I think. It's, it might be. Anyway, <laughs> those are my pros. Give me your pros, man. Well, now I'm trying to think of all the pro villains. Um, yeah, I think Ted is our best. I don't know. Like, there's there's some minor ones. People would say Cotton's a villain. Because Cotton is a force of antagonism in almost every episode he's in. But he's a force. Like, a villain is like... Mm-hmm. That's why I think I don't think Thatherton's mm-hmm. a very good villain. Because yeah. he's there. But he's not there. He doesn't do anything. Yes. Not only I, I, there's a handful of episodes where he does. Holloway is a good bad guy because he tries and tries and tries. Like Hank tries to get him to do all sorts of shit. Yeah. He tries to win him over, and in the end, what does Holloway do? Spit in his face and make fun of it, basically. But Hank, I don't know. It's hmm. <laughs> Lloyd Vickers. Yeah, Vickers is a he's, he's not the best bad guy, but I would he's consider him a bad guy. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about these now. Like, um, we'll come back, listeners. Uh, you tell us who's your favorite villain. Yeah, give us your favorite King of the Hill bad guy. Enough of you guys listening to this. We can get some pretty solid feedback. Who's your best bad guy? Yeah. Um, hmm, we'll throw up a question on the Facebook. And that way tw- you guys can respond to it. And Twitter. Both of them. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take a poll based off the Facebook is what we'll do. Anyway, moving on. I love how sick they are drawn. Slash acted. Yeah. It's, it's a real positive. Like, Hank is like four shades paler. Um they're they're drawn sans glasses and they're also like super eye baggy. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, also, all of their skin is is like three shades too light. Yes, that's yes. what I immediately noticed. And once again, because I don't normally watch this on a on a TV. Yeah, so that's kind of cool today. Yeah. Um. Hey, hey, hey! What season are we in, Johnny? Ten. ten. Yeah. What's bigger than a ten? A size fucking twelve. What's bigger than a twelve in women's? A size sixteen. And a half. And a half. Working on that 20. We're pushing that 20. But goddammit, if it didn't take us 10 seasons to get Peggy Hill's feet drawn at the right size. You hear this? That is me masturbating to the Peggy Hill being the feet being the right size. Guys, her foot almost filled up the entire frame of the shot. Yeah, it did. And Johnny watched it happen. Um, You wanted to fill it up. 
Oh, God. Jane, Silent Bob, Jason Hughes. I think I just filled the cup. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, I never learned how to ride a bike. I grew up in Montana. Oh, this is a lot better. You don't have to castrate a bike. <laughs> That's great. Fuck your continuity. I don't care. Um, Dale's breakdancing. You hit that already. Um, Dale's turbo straw. When he's drinking his iced tea in the alley and he's sipping beer from a straw that goes around, like... <laughs> That's it. That's fucking, like, Dale Gribble as... Blue. He's an engineer. Is this the best Dale episode we've had this season? So I mean, yeah, it does. Season <laughs> episode three. But fuck it, a. This is a great little Dale bit, and I'm willing to give it the best Dale episode. Um, best Dale episode of season ten. You heard it here. Controversial opinion. <laughs> it's on a side gag. We've had some strong contenders, but this is the one. Speaking of contenders, another thing we like to contend with here is continuity. Do you, can you tell how trying to segue I'm trying to be? Because. Yep. Boy, it's hurting my brain. Not, I think it's actually that. I think that's the difference. Yeah? That's quicker. You know what I mean? Could I'm be. like, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, one thing we like to hit on here is continuity. We have a returning character here in one stirt slash Appleseed. Yeah, Appleseed's back, guys. Yeah. I just like that from Fish and Wildlife. Yeah, sure, we really hated that episode. But we're bringing back a character, and I know I'm not allowed to look in the future, but he shows up again a couple times. Yeah. I kind of like Appleseed. He's one of those one. He's one of those characters that shows up in later se- or in these later seasons just continually, and he's kind of cool. He's, he's a neat little fixture. His, I love him in the co-op episode, which I think yeah. is his last one. Oh, I think, yeah, I think that is the same, yeah. But it's, right. a, yeah. it's a good one. Because mm-hmm. you get Appleseed and you don't get him, like, he's not fitting a mold for a character. He's, he's playing his character. It's just, they wrote a good story around him. Yeah, and I, I like that a lot. Spoilers, guys. I'm going to like that episode, probably. That's a pretty good episode. I named him Hank, <laughs> which is really weird. Johnny, what you got for me, buddy? Uh, So, cons here. Um, it's just n- not a con on the episode, but it's a con on the stigma for recovery. I'm jumping back onto my soapbox here. Guys, if you know anybody that's struggling with rec- recovery or addiction from alcohol, substances, eating, anything, because addictions come in all shapes, sizes, and forms, um, don't stigmatize them for it, especially if they're trying to work on it. It is a work in process. It's something people have to struggle with their entire lives Every single day is a new battle. If you've ever known anyone to give up something, there is always a chance they're going to relapse. You have to reframe it in a mind that relapse is acceptable and even expected. There's a really cool tool that you can use, and it's called the upward spiral. And it's basically teaching you that everything in addiction is cyclical, starting from when you relapse to when you quit. And it's basically just how much farther up am I going to go the next time around on the the spiral? Because you never go back down. You always go back up as long as you keep as you keep going. Go support your friends that are struggling with this sort of shit. Reach out and see if there's any way you can help them. But also make sure you maintain those boundaries. <laughs> this has been Johnny's mental health talk. Uh, moving on here. Um, I also put con is a prime example of how people view addicts and it's a bad way of viewing them the i'm gonna lock my doors around my house because i can't trust anybody now i don't have a problem with him wanting to secure his house that's fine but under the guise that well i wasn't doing this before and now i'm gonna do it because these people are here is really shitty you're changing your motive yes that's what's shitty about it okay um cons unpopped popcorn that's disgusting and i hate it i don't understand how that works I have to imagine his teeth look like Lucky's. If or, he is biting down on unpopped popcorn. Or, 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 
Or, or you know what's harder than popcorn? Hmm. Oysters, mussels, clams. You know what eat oysters, mussels, and clams? Fucking walruses. Operation Infinite Walrus is in full effect. Bill Dotrieve has ultra teeth and jaw muscle power. I don't know. I That sounds fucking... Please don't show me bad teeth. Please no, I'm not going to... No, teeth. we're going to... Johnny's looking at something, guys. is making me really nervous. Come on. I, I just... So, of course, I picked today. Why did I pick today of all days to stop browsing Reddit, guys? I just... I did. I did. I'm on a Reddit thing. What are you looking for? All right. What you can see kind of in here... And this is now how I'm imagining Bill Dotrieve doing this. Because you know he doesn't have a bag of popcorn. Like a just a random gunny sack, burlap sack full of popcorn, right? And he does. he's not the kind of guy who's going to make it. Oh, on. I thought he was just eating Jiffy Pop out of the tin. So he might be doing that. But I assume that he is just cutting open popcorn from the microwave bags, right? Sure. You ever seen what the inside of a, uh, a microwave popcorn bag looks like before it's been popped? Yeah, that kind of like weird buttery bullshit. Um, yeah, it's an amalgamation of just popcorn and grease. Okay, but... So that makes it even worse to me because he is just horsing down, like, congealed grease. That's on point of shit, number one. That's on point of shit. I it see, is. It's that disgusting. Is, no, I'm not saying it's not on point. That's fucking Bill's, like, Nutri-Grain bar right there. Just real crunchy. <laughs> God, you suck. Yeah, welcome to Oz, bitch. <laughs> Unpop anyway. lard and no unpop lard and butter, sure. But also like, um, there's like the jars. Like you can buy like jars of unpop cup pop. You can, but I know I he's can, not doing okay, that. That's no, too much fucking work. No, no, no. So I'm thinking like he buys pasta in the jar or or, or or pasta sauce in a jar, makes the pasta and like drinks the sauce. Okay. So he's like drinking beer and just horsing popcorn and just like. Letting him sit in beer mouth until he can kind of crush chew him. Ugh. And that's how he's getting it. But also, also we should point out that popcorn is a low-calorie snack that is super good for you. It's not bad for you. It's the salt and the butter that are bad. So Bill is being weirdly healthy if we don't think about it too hard. Oh, my God. Anyway, con, unpopped popcorn, especially the way we know <laughs> Bill is going to eat it. Um, my last con here, I do not like this B story. It is way too sitcom-y. It's dumb, right? It's I dumb. don't like it, and they put a lot of effort into it. Objectively, though, it's dumb. Like We can yeah. say objectively this is a stupid B story. Yeah, okay. but they put a lot of effort into this B story. I kept going, why are we still cutting back to this? I don't need to see anymore. But so, but so because they keep trying, does that make it like a begrudging pro a little bit? Or like, okay, so, okay. Um, the one that I really go back to is Fat and Furious. Okay. When Peggy's trying to stop Bobby from learning about competitive eating. Okay. That's a stupid B story. Yeah. That B story makes no sense, has no business being here. This is okay. It has an okay lead-in, and it doesn't really affect anything other than continuity, and I don't care about that anymore. I just... I'm done trying with continuity. Fuck. Yeah. I'll call it out, but I'm done trying. So, like, at least with this, they're trying to try. And they do have the little bit there when they're at the bike park. That's my little girl. And there's Peggy. I know. I is know that worth stupid. the whole B-plot leads up to okay. that payoff? Okay. Is that uh, worth it? No. Okay. Or is the payoff of if you let go, you're grounded till whatever the fucking line is. There, uh, You'll Dale, never see TV again. never see TV again. Dale and Boomhauer are working on Boomhauer's car. Probably because Dale threw a rod in it. Driving like a dumb shit, deedle 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 dum 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 swank. In the last episode, well done, sir. Um, so they're working on the car, and Bobby's helping her, and she goes, "If you take your hands off, you know, no more TV, whatever." And he lets her go, and she crashes, and then Dale goes, "He took his hands off." Like, 
It's a good bit. You la- fuck you. You laugh. No, I did. I, I did laugh at it. There are like, okay. My point to this is there are parts of this B plot that are at least slightly redeemable, and I will take this. Okay, okay. Well, what is a megalo? It is a turd of an episode. But what isn't that turd? Shiny, shiny nuggets of okayness. This is a megalo of a B plot, but that's a shiny, shiny nugget of okayness. All right, I'll, I'll acquiesce to sure, that. Sure, it stinks, but goddamn it, you let go. Mark, give me your cons, buddy. My cons, cons that we can't. This is this might be one of the last ones we do together. Yeah. Season ten, episode two or three, three and four. Three and four. Wow. I mean, I know we're probably gonna do one on Friday, but still, like. Yeah. Oh man. Um, talking while shitting. <laughs> Number one, if I am in the bathroom and I have my dick in my hand, do not speak to me. Number two, if I am taking a poop, you better not. But if I'm there, do not address me. Do not speak to me. Like, okay, but that goes to a, uh, we can have this little gross talk. Have you had a moment where you were forced to talk to somebody in the bathroom? Like when you're taking shit? Um, I've had, um, kind of, sort of. Like, I've definitely had people ask for extra toilet paper, yep. stuff like that. That's fair. It, I mean, it has to happen. Um, I had a little kid once that popped his head underneath the stall. Ooh. And I, he didn't see nothing and no, like that because I keep like, my britches pretty high up. Doesn't matter. He was but, there. Yeah, and I just went, nope, get out. Like yelled at this kid. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Um, and he had to have been like six. Just probably didn't know any better. Okay. You know, dumbass six-year-old. N- um, so I'm going to have to disagree with you okay, now, a little bit about please, this. Now please. I laugh because I, you and I have very different, uh, different things here. Uh, guys, most of you know that I have been in Colorado for the last five months, give Six, or take, yeah. almost here. well, almost oh, yeah, we're, we're rounding up on five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and uh, in that time, I I spend literally every opportunity I get, I spend talking to my wife. Um, there's an eight-hour time difference. Usually, I can get a hold of her like right after I wake up in the morning because she's getting done with her day. It is what it is. I've had so many conversations with her while I'm on the shitter. Hmm. Like I just turn off my video so that she can't like see me on the shitter because that's unnecessary sure but i've had lots of conversations on the shitter i don't find it weird i also i also wouldn't do it with anyone but her so well you know i am reminded of once upon a time when there was a young you a young me a young david and young mayhem hanging lights for some reason at two in the morning and we took a four-man shit in the girl's bathroom at the theater yeah yeah that was a weirdly Bonding moment. moment. Bonding, poignant, solidifying. I became a man that night. Yep. Anyway, that's not a con for me, but... What's more... Okay, never mind. I I appreciate your What's more vulnerable than losing your virginity? Taking a shit with other humans around you. Yeah. Arguably. Like, the most vulnerable you can be is having sex or taking a shit. Yep. Anyway. Peggy's feet... Oh, wait, that's a pro. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Mark. Buck shitting method. I need another toilet roll of toilet paper. He's working on something in there. What does that mean? Is he it like? It means he's courtesy flushing. Okay, but is he courtesy wi- wiping? He's also courtesy leaking. He's shitting. <laughs> he's taking his shit. His ass is over the shit receptacle. Yeah. Don't fucking wipe your ass before you're done. Maybe he's got the Andy Dwyer poo crayon going on. No, he's working on a project. You just wipe and wipe and wipe. Still poop. No, he's working on the project. It's more than that. He's He knows there's still going to be shit in his ass. He, I don't know. It bothers me, <laughs> and it's more time that I wanted to think about it. Um, I also wrote, um, Con, goodbye to normal jeans, Peggy, ride the bike. Yep. 
but we already talked about that. Appleseed. They gave him a fucking slave name. Dirt. <laughs> oh, uh, what the fuck does that say? Hey, Bill does have a big heart, but it's not because he gives. It's called arteriosclerosis. Arteriosclerosis. Thank you for saying it like a human because I choked on my tongue. Arterial sclerosis. Con, Bill has no fucking vacation days left per goddamn choked up for harmonaholic dick. Whatever the fuck that one is called. It ain't over till the fat neighbor sings. Thank you. Per that episode, Bill is out of sick time and vacay days. Get fucked continuity. Yes, I... yes, 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 he is. I know it's a dead horse. Yep. But I will still beat it. Also, last con that I still will beat until the end of this ep- this series. And probably till the rest of my life. Fucking white people. Yeah, they're really obnoxious. Mm. Mm. Johnny, you yeah. got a favorite moment for me, buddy? Nope. Question yeah. mark, question mark, question <laughs> mark, buddy. I couldn't I couldn't pick out a single thing in here that I, I liked enough to call a favorite Enough moment. to really get to you. Like, yep. 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 Maybe, maybe uh, Bobby Peggy crashing took his hands off, but it's about the only thing I chuckled at. I think. Yeah, no, it was. I watched you. But do it wasn't it like... a good chuckle like the next episode. I know that got a good one out of me. Yeah. So to that end, I word to our patented rating system because I'm guessing you don't have one either. No, that was it. I just told oh. you it was her crashing and oh. took his hands off. I. I don't dislike this episode if I can forgive continuity, and I can because I'm not a dickhead. But like, yeah. boy, it makes it tough. Like, mm. sure. Mm. Um, you want to break down the rating system? You want me to? I kind of want you to, because I know I've done it two weeks in a row now, and you're inebriated, so I want to hear where this goes. You have indeed, and I am in fact. Listeners, I took a nip for courage. <laughs> At the very, very bottom is a charcoal. The charcoal is a failing... Fail- mm-hmm. At the very, very bottom is a charcoal. Charcoal is a failure of an episode. Don't make weird faces at me, Johnny. I will slap you, bitch. Charcoal is a failure of an episode. There's nothing good about it. Characters aren't used well. The writing isn't good. Sound isn't good. The animation might be off. It might just fucking suck. There might be something about it that you hate. You might be Johnny watching Leanne's saga and you can't do it because it makes you fucking triggered. And that's okay. Yeah. Above that is Megalo. Megalo is a turd of an episode. I already talked about it, but I'll say it again. Inside of this turd of an episode, though, there are little shiny chunks of corn. And these little shiny chunks of corn are little bits of volcanoes and... Well, maybe it makes it a little bit more forgivable that you don't like a megalo. What you might like, though, is a butane. Butane is a bastard gas, and this is a bastard episode. You love to hate it, and you hate to love it. Well, you got a lot of good characterization. You got some pretty alright storyline. You got some good animation. I know we're not, like, faulting for animation as much no. lately, but I still call it... I stopped it and made you look this week. You did. That's where we're at with animation. It's a butane. It's there. If it is 2 in the morning, and you just got off work because you work overnight at Kmart or you are going into work because you're a produce wizard at city market at three in the morning, but this one is on. Well, God damn it. You are going to watch it and it's going to eat up 20 minutes of your time and you're going to be all right with it. Now, maybe you watch an episode and it eats up your time, but you didn't realize you ate it. Well, it's probably a char king. Now a char king is a gold standard rating. It's already rank rating. If Johnny and I come together and both sides of char king, well then it becomes a char king imperial. And I guess this is the point where we got to break and say if Johnny and I come together and give it both a butane, it becomes a tutane. And you hear this sweet ass sound effect, listeners. With a char king Imper- with a char king, it is an amazing episode. Characters are used well. The writing is amazing. The jokes are on point. The continuity is just like 
thick and flowing like Dale Gribble's hair in A Firefighting We Will Go. But the only thing that hangs you up about it is you might need just a bit of context or maybe something didn't work and you just can't enjoy it. Well, after that, you get a Blue Flame of Valor. Blue Flame of Valor is our S-rank episode. This is the best episode of King of the Hill you can get. This is like an amazing episode of TV in general. This is the one you're going to show to your mom and she's going to go, all right, I understand why you like this goddamn show so much. I'm proud of you, son. And then you both uh, do something inspiring. Maybe just double hit some golf balls with Will and Nelson or who can say really. But that's our S-rank. Go it's shooting a, with your dad. Go shooting with your dad. To the end of the rainbow! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I know that this one is not a blue flame or a rainbow jack or even a megaloperial tain and charcoal or... I don't know. <laughs> John, what are you rating her? I uh, gave it a butane. Bill's, okay. Bill's house gets a butane from me. Um, we've seen this sort of, like, switch gotcha ending, like, three times now. Enough times now to be mad about it, but then also reconcile it. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, I started out when I realized... Oh, that's right. They're doing this again. And then I went, mm, they they don't overuse it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be like me getting mad that the Simpsons do a Halloween special every year. Well, that's... I, I know it's it's different thematically that's here. That's with traditions. But, you know, or, well, I mean, Bob's Burgers gets a Thanksgiving episode every single fair, year. For sure. Uh, and you're almost guaranteed to get a brand new song out of it every single yeah, year. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I almost want to say that the the like misdirect episode you're guaranteed to get one a year okay out of these guys okay. if we get more okay. then I, I like if they start to abuse it then i think i'll be a little mad but hmm. eh, i don't think they're to that point yet it is still a little exhausting though which is yeah it's a butane what about you um well i gave it a two rating it's either a megalotane if i'm a continuity dickhead okay and if I'm not, then it's a two-tane. Or a butane, making it a two-tane. It's a two-tane. It's a two-tane, because we get to use the sound effect. Like, <laughs> No, it's a two-tane, because you just said you, you've given up on continuity at this point. So I'm holding right. I'm Is that where we're at? It. Can we just say, like, we're going to keep an eye out for it, but I don't care? I'm not going to, like, break my back yeah. trying to figure out what you've been doing for ten fuck. Again, because I've talked about this before, like, content creation of any type is kind of taxing, but it gets worse when you have to, like, write storylines and remember what you don't talk about. Yeah. So... If nothing else, I sympathize there. Yeah. All right. So it's a two-tame. Yeah. God damn. Let's um truck on over to Harlot Town. Let's go slut it up, buddy. Let's go DUI over to our next episode. I don't... <laughs> Fuck you. We're taking it out in three, two, one. We're back, baby. Yep. We're going to start this with episode... We're going to continue this with episode 190, Harlot Town. Sorry about that, buddy. Somehow um, Johnny is drunk through osmosis. Mark is getting drunk, but Johnny is getting hammered. I'm just rubbing a cold beer can all over my head. It's working. You're also drinking it out of a straw. I can see it. Yes. It's snaking into the kitchen. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Just drink it. Original air date for this episode, November 20th, 2005. This is written by Aaron Abrams and Gregory Thompson. Mark, I do believe we really enjoyed the last episode that they did, didn't we? <laughs> I can't do the Johnny Depp noise. <laughs> Yeah, no, that enjoyed it so much it made me want to go out and learn how to yoga. <laughs> I brought this welcome mat from my home. Yeah, that was uh, Hank's back was the last time we saw him. Yeah, and yeah. we boy did we like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so cast of characters for this episode: Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, Boomhauer. We have Vance Gilbert, Candy Lace, Con Supanusimpone, Book Strickland. 
Lane Prattley, that horse's ass. Yep. Ted Wasana Song, John Redcorn, and Bob Jenkins. Guys on the wiki, you're letting me down. I had to add Bob Jenkins in, and he should never be forgotten. That's what you were so angrily typing. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Uh, okay. I know. Before we jump right into too much stuff here, I'll give you a synopsis, but I want you to try and guess who our two guest stars are without looking at my shit. Oh, I couldn't see it because okay. the boom blocks it. Good. I was setting the beer down. Good. So the synopsis. Our, oh, sorry. Yeah. Synopsis is the town of Ireland finds out about its seedy history and begins to promote it to attract tourists. Okay. Now our two guest stars here, at least it's according to the wiki, they didn't name anybody else as a character here, but like I said, you guys forgot Jenkins. How dare you? Uh, we have Vance Gilbert and Candy Lace. Yes. Any idea who either of them are? Right. One of one of them is a Kevin Smith alum from a movie you quoted not 20 minutes ago in our, st- our studio here. And the other one is a Mike Judge like gold standard character. David Herman? Nope. Okay. Because it's not a regular. It's a not, guest. Okay. Not well. You said gold standard, so. But you are real close with that. Okay. Um. Give me the Mike Judge alum. You want? You want? You want? You want his name? Wow. What the <laughs> fuck was that? Just starting up a car, guys. Yep. 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 I'm gonna need you to think a little harder. Oh, son of a bitch! I remember. I remember when we talked. I can't think of his name. I know Gary Cole. There you go, Lumber. Bill fucking Lumber. I don't remember what fucking episode. Oh, it was when we were talking. This is like fucking years ago at this point. We're talking about how every single Office Space alum makes it on a King of the Hill. Just about, yeah. And we checked it out, and this is Gary Cole. There yep. you go. Ooh, that's gross. Ooh, yep. that's gross. Okay. And he's a good bad guy. Yep. Um, and then Candy Lace. Any any ideas? You said Kevin Smith alum. I From, thought for sure this was um, Jenna Jameson. I thought that that's how they... Nope. Well, so here's my rationale. I thought for sure this was... Excuse me, the hiccups. I thought for sure this was one of those episodes where they just got like somebody who was like, kind of vaguely trendy and just put them in. Oh, it is. And I thought the shtick was it was Jenna Jameson. Now, when you say Kevin Smith alum, and I'm sorry, guys, I'm about to get gross again, I thought Katie Morgan. This is a thousand percent not Katie Morgan. It is not Katie Morgan. It is not Katie Morgan, um, leading me to believe that it is somebody from the movie that I quoted aforementionedly, which was, in fact, Jan Son Bob Strike Back. Right. Cannot be Jennifer Schwabach, yes. No, it's not Jen. It is not Eliza... Oh, it's not Eliza Dushku. It's not Eliza Dushku, yeah. It's not Allie Larder. Who we got? It's Shannon Elizabeth of American Pie fame. Oh, fuck me. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. We love this monkey. Yeah. Uh, listeners, I am the clit commander. Wherever you see this face, you're going to see clit. Oh, Shannon Elizabeth. Oh, my God. Guys, I might have broken Mark. I think I just brought back 15 years worth of, of undeposited spank bank. Oh, I got to um, go fill the cup. Anyway, uh, Mark, there's no B story in this episode, correct? No, 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 no. It's all about Hank does porno again. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the redux of, yeah. of Hank's Dirty Laundry. Um, yeah, it's so A-story characters, Hank and Peggy, it's like everybody else is kind of tangential. They, they pop up here and there. Um, I like that we get to see three of the most evil bastards in, in this show. Literally the formation of the Legion of Doom yeah. for Arlen. Yeah, like we're talking last it's, episode about like villains. No, fuck you. No, this we're missing it. Carl Moss and that's it. about it. Because the principal can't be associated with porn. Exactly. But God, I would have loved to see like a little bit there about, it's the kickbacks, Peggy. We get the kickbacks and then we can do this. Right. We, no way, that's a bad Carl Moss. 
Peggy, we teach enough about how you go backdoor. We can get enough to get another backdoor for the gymnasium. Wow. There we go. Mark, give me some notes because I need you to talk about something that's not backdoors. First, I'm going to have another beer. God, I love doing this shit live. It's so much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, hope you like it too. Peggy is a member of the Fifth Estate. I like this setup. It's stupid. I get it. I don't care. I like this set. Sure. This is almost Hank gives a speech, but like, it's better. I just like the idea of don't read a book. You know what I mean? It's not going to... Guys, how many of you took an Ancestry.com test and figured out that you had a less than positive outlook? I was going to say forebearers, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I just, that's this episode. Like it's, it's a Lovecraftian episode. You read a book and literally you're driven into madness. That's a great little premise here. But then I hate how quickly it gets yes and into stupid. Yeah. Cause it could be cool. Like we'll talk about it later. Yeah. I'm just going to stop there. Well, actually we can keep it going here because bullshit, Johnny. Dang old Hank loves hookers, man. <laughs> so why would he get been out of shape about it? I don't know. But also, what's your porn star name? My porn star name is King of the Exhaust Pipe. King of the Exhaust Pipe, okay. Take that as you will, because there's a lot of things that exhaust and a lot of things to pipe. <laughs> That's the dirtiest thing ever said in the think hole. <laughs> Damn, I'm doing good today. How about you, buddy? What's your porn star name? <laughs> Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> Thick McLarge Huge. Smoke McMahon Muscle. <laughs> That's for some of our Mystery Science Theater fans out there. But also, that's a deep cut for wrestling. That was uh, Edge's original name was Sexton Hardcastle. Excellent. Yes, sir. Excellent. Or if I'm a wizard, it's um, Xerxes Hightower. Oh. Because, because high in a wizard's tower, right? But also, what Xerxes backwards? That's right. Sex Rex, King of Sex. King of Sex in my Hightower. Okay. Yep. My wizard name is Featherbottom. <laughs> what does that mean? What a fellow you are. What manner of boy are you? A fun boy who needs to get a room with his grandpapa? I love this type of history. I love this shit so much. I love when you get into it and you think it's all innocuous and then it's like, oh no, we killed like 140 people that were living here peacefully before we founded this town. Shit. Because goddammit, you guys, history sucks. There's no good history. No. It's just, it's written by the victor, and it's bad either way it comes out, and I love this type of history. Um. I can report, Johnny. Uh, goddamn uh, meat maestro on the street. I've been to Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. And the sewers are incredible. Okay. Yep. Um. This episode super jumps the shark. I really like the buildup. And then they get the Texas Porn Awards. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. And I'm sorry, dude. We all know that in 2005, everyone is only shooting porn in California. Yeah. Like... We haven't hit to the internet yet. No, not, this is Not isn't, really full no. internet penetration yet. Not yet, no. We're, this is still We Live Together, and it's like a novel concept. God, I'm gross again. I'm sorry, you guys. God damn it, Mark. Bad Mark. Bad boy. Spank me, Johnny. Nope. Hank should get called to be on this aforementioned Texas Adult Video Awards board. You know why? Because the record states that he really knows his pornography. Yes. I only got to hope that somewhere there's a, like, that popped up. There's a deleted scene somewhere they're going through the, like, oh, it's going to sit on the, like, judge board for this. I don't know. This Hank Hill guy really likes his pornography. Fucking get him. I love that. I hope. I hope against hope. <clears throat> it's not a con. I, don't, I'm not, I can't con it because, like, who can predict the future as it would happen? 
Okay. This episode can't hold up anymore. Okay. Because goddammit, everybody is on OnlyFans. I know four people on OnlyFans. I am this close to being on OnlyFans. Like, <laughs> it just, we have all gotten to a point as a culture and a system that, like, number one, showing your body is passe, almost as passe as getting fucked on camera for money because really we're all just whores in the capitalist system so what's getting fucked versus getting fucked we don't know but this episode doesn't hold up but but okay. i want to put it in just general notes because like i can't con that you know what i mean like it just it didn't hold up we didn't know like yeah. there's no way you could have figured it would go here and i can't tell if going here was a good or bad thing okay but here we are and here we are at your notes what you got buddy um, we have a New Orleans landmark. Before this, we hadn't heard of the tea kettle, right? No. Yeah, so it's I, I we like to point out uh, new specific famous spots around Arland. Um, Arland, Arlinian, Arlinian, Arlanites, Arlanite. Okay, I promise I'm moving on. If I can be that guy really quick, yeah, I am ninety percent sure that tea kettle is a compressed volcanic dike. Okay. So, some point in time, there was a volcano. There was a volcano that shot up, right? Yep. Made a little lava dome, which is what you see in there, but it shot up in dirt and kind of made that teapot formation. Yeah. Eventually, the dirt wore away, and that's where you get the teapot formation. It's like the Devil's Tower, but on a smaller scale. Yes, kind of. or, or, or um, if it's easier for you, Castle Rock, Colorado. The big yeah, yeah, rock Castle is rock. highly resistant of volcanic dike material. Well, that's nice. not a dike, but. Going up, going up Levita, or not, yeah, Levita Pass, you see them up, um, those ridges of stone, that's mm-hmm. a dike. Just highly resistant bits of volcanic material. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Geology notes. I can um, do other things to be horny. Mark, does your hometown have a scandal like this? Like, can you think of what the, the most scandalous thing that happened in Peyton, Colorado is? I know, I, I hate to call back to DUIs, but I know a guy got a DUI on a horse and then beat it. Wow. Beat the horse? No, 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 no. He beat the DUI. Because <laughs> he, he maintained the horse knew where he was going. So they let the horse walk from the bar up back to the guy's house. And, like, the horse, like, stopped across, like, at the major highway. Wow. He stopped at, like, stop signs and shit. Like, there's only, like, maybe four. But the horse knew what was going on. So they're like, well, fuck. It's okay. not a scandal, but I know what happened. Oh, hey, uh, also led in the middle school that I attended for two years. So, yeah, led in the water in there. That's a pretty big one, but wow. we don't talk about it. Just, yeah, <laughs> DUI horse. Mine was, a, I had a, uh, he was a history teacher when I was a senior. He taught a lot of juniors and stuff. He's also a wrestling coach, and he is now currently serving a life sentence for diddling kids. You mentioned him before. Yep, he sucks. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, my last note in here is that the, uh, Redcorn is very clearly going to this award show, right? Thousand per- Dude, Redcorn is a fucking entertainer in this award show. Okay. You want to know why this is... It should be a con almost, but do you want to know why this is written here as a note? Sure. Who is it that spoils the beans about Hank walking into the uh, adult video store in Hank's Dirty Laundry? Yeah. It's Redcorn. Yeah. Because him and Nancy are renting their sex tape. Mm-hmm. Big heap them trouble. Hypocritical. Big heap them load. Wow. <laughs> there Mark it is. Pros. Whoo. You know the best part about recording live is I can't cut out the worst shit. Pros. Hosing the street musicians. <laughs> I just... Whatever. Yeah, yeah you know, great. we all got the right to exist. I'm like, yeah, shut the fuck up. I want to see people getting fire hosed for playing bad. I want to see the fat hip, hippie getting fire hosed for his blistering James Taylor cover. Yes. Um, Hank's a little teapot. Uh, God damn it. He was God. being a little teapot. Damn it. That's Probably great. a favorite moment. Just 
Look at how mad Cotton is in that photo. That, and I don't know the last time we mentioned this, we used to be really good about talking about animation cells we wanted. You oh. want Dale watching um, TV in his underwear before the, like, thing hits the roof. <laughs> I want Bobby, like, Bigfoot nakeding between rooms when the hot water doesn't... Wa- I want hot Bill water Scowl You want Bill like Scowl, yeah. You yeah. want these. I want Bill taking a bite of butter. God damn it, if I don't want Hank's little teapot. That needs to be our image for our, our Twitter promo this week. Yeah, I think we have a new Mrs. Kali Kali. Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant just for the episode, but... Nah, it's time. We could do Hank as a teapot. It's, I'm going to Photoshop you as Hank, and I'm going to be cotton. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get another callback. We might have forgotten this, but did you realize that Peggy Hill is a goddamn ox? Because Peggy is a goddamn ox, and we get to see it when she puts it when she pushes that refrigerator. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, that's a, my favorite moment. Um, um, after they pick up the porn stars, okay. Oh, no, I, I, no, I thought you were gonna sneeze. Um, after they get the porn stars, Hank has rearranged the seating in the truck. Peggy is now in the back seat with the porn stars. Bobby's up front. I noticed that. Yeah. I like that. That's a. That's a good little Hank Hillism. That's amazing. The only thing I wish they would have done is put Peggy in the middle. Oh, that would have been a good bit. Yeah. Because she has to separate the two yes. of them. Yeah, that's, yes. Like, that's how I would have done it. But either way, they put her in the back. I'm happy for it. Yeah. And then side pro, again, I'm glad we're doing this together. We get more shit yeah. out of it when we're together. We got to notice this at the same time. Uh, there's the weird Ron Jeremy cameo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, ve- it's a very clear, like illustration of Ron Jeremy. Long hair and mustache, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fat dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what you got for me, buddy? Uh, so we're on pros, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, this is this is imp- this episode starts with Vintage Hank. Yes. It is I there's something that's wrong. I'm going to the government. I'm going to fill out a form. We're going to fix this. I'm going to go talk to my city manager. Yep. It's a pro because I missed Vintage Hank. Why didn't he call Fred Ebert? I, because Fred Ebert probably doesn't have a job anymore. You wish. I, we recall you his ass. You fucking wish. Um, this is, I also like the callback to this. There, You want to know why I get so mad about continuity? Yeah, please. Because they apply it in so many other areas that it's almost like they in, systematically are doing this shit to piss me off. That they just pick when it's and not choose. Right. They just pick and choose what to, yeah. My, my yeah. point here, um, they call back to Pigtown yet again. Arlen is now Pigtown because one of its founders was a pork magnate. We know that, though. We do. But now we just have it confirmed. No, exactly. That's my point. Okay. They're doing continuity here. Okay. They bring up Pigtown a lot. Right. And they, they always support it. Okay. And yet, so that gets to stay continuity, but everything else doesn't? Sure. That's... It gets picky and choosy. No, that's me. ancient history, though. It makes me mad. Okay. It okay. wasn't up to this point. I'm not point. fighting you. I just... Okay. See, it wasn't up to this point, but somebody thought forward enough to go, hey, if Arlen's Pigtown, then we need to make one of these people. So, going back to yeah. Hank's cowboy movie, that was the first time they called it Pigtown. Yeah. That was... I know we've heard it a couple of different times. There's Pygmalion. Yeah. Um... That was season 18... Or, sorry, season 3, episode 18. Yeah. Wow. So like I said, so they, you're saying they've this kept is this like, continuity line. This is their continuity. Okay. And somebody cared enough to make it a point that one of their founders, it was a pork magnate. Okay. You know? So that's why that's why I get a bug in my ass about this because they care about it to a point. Someone clearly does. Yes. But they don't care enough to apply it to everything. So, meh. 
Um, I love that we have three of the biggest villains in one room with that horse's ass, Lane Prattley, Ted Wasanasong, and Buck fucking Strickland. Yes. That is fantastic. Yes. We haven't seen a team up with all of them for a while. Yeah. Most of the time we see the three of them and they have a bunch of other people because they're all boosters, right? The, yeah, I think so. Maybe Prattley isn't, but I know the Prattley, other two are. No, Prattley is for sure. No, they all are. Okay. Yeah, because Wasanasong is too. Yeah, they're um, all boosters, yeah. yeah. So these are the gross boosters, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you couldn't get Terry Bradshaw back. Um, I'm also impressed that this is a series that we have now seen almost the exact same premise with two completely different like outcomes or different story plot lines. Okay. We've now watched the Hooker with a Heart of Gold twice in this show, and they're very different episodes. Sure. Sure. I'm gonna give them props for that because that's that's the easy call. Okay, good enough. You know, yeah. you've got Tammy, who is the prostitute, and you've got Candy, who is the the por- pornographer, por- porno star. Fuck porn- tape star. Porn actress. Fuck yes. tape star. N- sure. Kim yes. Kardashian. Uh, but <laughs> who gives a fuck? Anyway, um, they've now given me two separate storylines of somebody who is a sex worker. Yeah. And not they're not the same story. They Both of these women have now come back looking better than they did before. These guys are doing work yeah. making the, the adult industry look better. To a point. Disagree. I think this one really makes it look terrible, but I mean, they both do. Like, yeah, but at least everybody and everybody in the crowd, all they all sign, they all realize it at the end. Yeah. So, cons, buddy. Cons. Um, what does that say? Oh, there you go. Glass desks. Mm. I just there. That shouldn't be a thing. I know. I I don't know. It's in the uh, city manager office. Mm -hmm. I know that was like the theme. I just. They're weird. I don't know. I don't like them. Make me nervous. Um, Hank would have known about Miss Kitty. I'm sorry. He should have. He's Hank not that naive. Hank fucking Bonanza. Yeah. I don't... Um, kissing booths. Those are straight up prostitution. Yeah. To a point. They're straight up prostitution. I don't... Don't come at me. That's... Um, okay. I'm sorry. Peggy looks hot in that fucking Harlottown dress. They there I fucking said it. No, they there draw her it. very voluptuous in that. They... Her, her little Peggy's... <sighs> Her little platters definitely get to put, be put on display. God, I'm uh, just think of how much how much you were robbed that Luann wasn't in this episode. I mean, yes, Anne, but I just kind of want to see Peggy's rusty sheriff's badge. Keep going. This is fun for me now. How can I derail and make Johnny weird? Um, God damn it! It's a fucking nameless crime. Calm down. Shut up. It's a victimless crime. Shut up. Like, I'm sorry, dude. I okay. Here, this is the one time that I've like soapbox. Yeah, you know what? Fuck you. This is my soapbox. Sex work is a victimless victimless crime. The only reason you're hung up on it is because you can't satisfy your husband and or wife. Doesn't matter. Can't satisfy your partner. Therefore, you get hung up and want outlawed. Like, fuck you, man. Like, it's why it needs to be regulated. Sure. Do it like, what is it, um, not Sweden, Amsterdam, right? The Netherlands, yeah. Yeah. Um, Germany also has Germany? completely legal prostitution. Uh, fucking Vegas, make a fucking registration, mm-hmm. make them get tested, make sure that they're safe. Hold make them sure, to standards. Hold them to standards, make sure that they're safeguards. Like, God damn it, man, I just, I don't get it. And then it's like, I, I, again, we can't predict the future here, but like, dude, porn is here, it is here to stay, shut the fuck up you're not gonna get a town to sign off on it not happening like yeah mm, um organic pop tarts oh ew red corn offers bobby an organic pop tart (laughs) um um you can't just whitewash history 
Yeah. Hank has the line, we have a choice. Yeah, sure, but like, you don't. It happened. Hey, hey, this town here was founded when a group of Mormon missionaries decided to post up here because God said it was whatever. In actuality, they killed a bunch of people that were already living here. Which one do you tell? Well, you tell the fucking truth. Yeah. It sucks. It is bad. History is gross, guys. It, It's not good, but... Like you said earlier, history is written by the victors, yeah. and the only things that are memorable from those victories are the atrocities. Well, no. No, I mean, there's there's also the good. It's like World War One, World War Two, right? Who won World War Two? Well, nobody, really. Mm-hmm. The Allies won. Um, won. But there's a Max Hastings line, and he says, you know, really nobody came out on top, except for America, kind of, but even then they didn't. I'm like, yeah. that's... It's all bad. It's all gonna be bad. Don't change it. Don't whitewash it. When you whitewash it, when you change it to make it more digestible, that's when you shortchange it. Like... You're bastardizing what happened before. You're cheapening the experience of those that came before you just so you can spare yourself a little bit like hardship, man. Fuck you. Like, a little bit of shame, yeah. A little bit of shame. No, fuck you. Hold that shame. Be proud of it. That's You know what, man? Fucking it. That's why Germany's so cool. They are taught to bear the shame of their forebearers. Mm-hmm. We should all be so goddamn lucky to be so understanding of our situation. Yeah, they learn a lesson and they're not going to repeat it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure America's never going to, you know manifest destiny again but we should probably beat home the fact that we shouldn't you know like yeah. I, that's what i got i got kind of horned up on history and why we're watching it sure. i should go back to being horny and gross i guess but uh um, favorite moments buddy nope i'm gonna come to cons you're the cons i'm sorry yep yep, yep. The um shark. first con we get no follow-up on who or why peggy got a possum in her desk who cares i do i want to see that i want to see who i want to see jenkins do it so she's either worked there for two weeks now yeah. Or two years now. Yeah. Just, Who knows? What's gotten no I, I want to see that be like the hazing ritual for the people at the bystander, and that be the real reason Jenkins had to have his eye removed, because it wasn't the quite dead. got him? <laughs> yes. God. Damn, that's dark, dog. Uh-huh. Raccoon is a raccoon. Because raccoons are going to be rabies, so that's why I had to lose the eye. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm sad we didn't get follow-up on it. Um. I think that Hank wanting to burn the evidence in his grill is off. Uh, I think it's off model for him. I don't think that's something that Hank would do. As much as he doesn't want people to see it, I don't think he would burn the evidence that says it. I think he would try and bury it again. But, yeah, suppress it. Like... Yeah. So it's a con to me because I don't feel like that's something Hank as a character would do. Agreed. Um, this episode makes a lot of sense until the end with the insertion of the adult industry. Yeah. That to me yeah. is where it jumps the shark. Cause I agree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yep. Like it just doesn't, you were quite... saying it and I just, I was like, yeah. I'm going to get to it too. Uh, it's, it seems like overkill. I think it was an excuse to get a guest star in here. And, Cause I mean, how else are you going to, to do this? The, oh, there's no prostitutes continuously working in Harlot town. Fuck you. There's an entire hotel of them. Yeah, but they're not going to go. They don't They do not do that anymore. That's not the 70s. They went and jacked up their prices. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so it just, to me, that's the jumping the shark moment okay, of okay. this episode. And I get why they did it. Like I said, it's an easy way to shoe in a couple of guest stars. However, doesn't need to be, ne- doesn't need to be there. Okay. Um, but first, of, or not first of all, but lastly here, my last con is if you are going to bring up porn. Yeah. And you want to continue to establish continuity. Yes. Like Pig Town. Why is it that Hank didn't meet Fernanda Valley? Why is that not the one that he should have recognized on the side of the road and picked up? She's never been seen before. You can still use the same actress, Mark. Ooh. Dirty boy. 
Why is it not? I want to see him go, oh, your Charlie Sheen tattoo healed nicely. Uh, okay, can we... Can, okay, can we... We're not very deep into this. I Can we run a little bit with this premise? Sure. Stuart. Stuart. Um, why couldn't it have been Tammy? How come Tammy couldn't work her way up? You know, hook her to strip her to porno. Like... Yeah. Got... Well, because then you got to bring people back. So... What is fucking Renee Zellweger doing that she can't fucking show up for 20 minutes in King of the Hill? Fuck you. She's bigger than TV now. No, she's not. Don't make fat jokes about Renee Zellweger. No, like, but... You know what I mean? Like, no, Fernanda Valley, dude. Okay, okay, but that is also way too fucking deep a cut. <laughs> no, it's not, because I just thought of it, and I want that level of continuity, damn it. Calm <laughs> God damn. Like, well, no, like, how many other times has porn been mentioned in this show? A couple times, that's the point. Like, mm-hmm. it's... A, it's mentioned a couple of times, but there's an entire episode dedicated to and has the plot resolved by Hank's knowledge of one porn star. If you're going to have porn stars in there, it's it's to me it seems it fits too the mold. No, easy. you're not wrong. It it a thousand percent fits the mold. So yeah, I guys, if you do a porn episode for whatever the reboot turns out, if you don't bring in Fernanda Valley, I'm gonna be pissed. Fuck that. That's what you and I are writing tonight. Listeners, $20 on the Patreon. You can see me and Johnny's spec scripts. <laughs> Jeez. Eddie, that's, that's my last right. con, man. Let's get, to right, 20 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to favorite moments, man. Favorite moments. Um. <laughs> can't even. Fuck. One day the sun will crash into the earth, and if I am still <laughs> alive, then I will report on it. Jesus Christ. I... Peggy, you beautiful idiot. I think I might have replaced my favorite Peggy line from No More Look, Bird no Hands. Hands. No More Bird Hands. To, the sun is going to crash into the earth. That's an amazing line. I forgot it existed. I. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy and Jimmy, we love you. We love you so much, girl. Oh, what do you got, buddy? Um, my favorite moment's Bill getting denied at the kissing booth. That's the one that I just like lost it at watching. Mostly because you see him squirt, squirt. He's got his yep. mouth sprayed. Everything so late. He takes one look and goes, so ready. Nope. And shoves her. Gone to lunch. Gone to lunch. <laughs> it's great. Or, okay, really quick. Because isn't Boomhauer right behind her? Yes. Did she see Bill or Boomhauer and closed down? Mm. Who's grosser, Bill or Boomhauer? Uh, no, she closed it because Bill is gross and because she's now going to have to spend 20 minutes with Boomhauer back somewhere else. That's what I mean. Yep. Yep. <laughs> gross. Mark, I think we're to ratings, buddy. Son of a bitch. Just like me watching porn, this one ended too soon. What I'm do you sorry, give, I'm done. Okay. What do you give Harlot Town? <laughs> Guys, I'm cutting Mark off next week. <laughs> I know. This is hilarious. Um, I don't fucking know. Question mark, question mark, question mark. I was really hoping you would rate it first. So okay. I could go off you. Um, no, tentatively, it's a butane. It's whatever. I don't care. My it's f- fine. I don't care. It's literally, this is it. This is season 10, King of the Hill. The 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 middlest of the road we can be. Um, ignoring the context of the situation at the time where pornography was still gross and sin. And we just kind of all agreed. I don't, I don't look at porn like mm-hmm. versus now when like you can like discuss porn stars you know like the way you discuss baseball players like it's just different now it didn't hold up there's no way they could have seen it not holding up though so like it can't be like a retro rage so like yeah all that is to say what do you do you just like drop the middle of the road with it and just say it's it's a butane okay yeah how about you buddy uh so i gave it a butane okay 
It's a butane for me. Be- is that a quadtane then? It's a quadtane this Woo-hoo! week. Yep, we're quadtaining this week. Got to make that um, sound effect too. There's a lot of opportunities to call back to other episodes in this. Like I had mentioned, you, you've, you've got some continuity some places. You've got others, and, and it's not present there. Yeah. To me, this is a, this is an episode that's almost straight up a ripoff of a Simpsons episode. This is Lisa the Icon- Iconoclast with Hans Sprungfeld the Pirate. You have trashed your city's history. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, okay. But okay. it's not going to be, it's not going to matter, and it's all going to reset itself in the end. Because it's for the better of the town. But they're both still bad episodes. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so, depressing. It's, and like, it's... Ooh, that's depressing. It's watchable. All right, so can we really quick, like... And they didn't rip it off so much... Like, they definitely took their own riff on it. And this has got to be years and years, almost probably 10 years after Lisa the Iconoclast. I mean, this, this is, is a, five. This isn't old news. This is, mm-hmm. like I said, this is Lovecraftian. A person reads a book, uh, learns something terrible, and their life is ruined. So, yeah. yeah. No, Um, how would you change it, though? Like, does that make sense? Like, so I don't like the ending. I don't like how quickly it yes ends into, yeah, Port is bad, and I love Arlen, and this is my new hometown. Because I can't back, go back to my own. So... Because I'm not sure I have an answer, but I'm curious to see, like, if you could change it. If you are here in this moment, you're, you're Aaron Abrams. Make this good. I don't know. Like, I don't I don't think you can make this, this concept any better. Hmm. I think it was always destined to be a butane. Okay. And it's, like I said, it's still watchable. They didn't completely rip off The Simpsons here. You know, it's not like they, they went, oh, well, the founding founding lady of Harlottown also just happened to be a pirate that, that we all used to revere. And not really. She tried to kill George Washington. Like, no. So it's, I, I don't think this episode was ever destined for anything greater. And I'm okay hmm. with that. You know that there's a level of filler episodes in every season of a TV show. They're not yeah. all Emmy worthy. They're not all sweeps worthy. But when you're doing this amount of like, I don't know, it's lore writing, and that's what gets me. A little bit. You gotta yeah. give lore writing a little bit more like, pomp, maybe. So I guess my biggest problem is like, what okay. if we didn't have the uh, uh, porn awards? Okay. Right. There's. It's not the Texas. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. No, I think I I I'm gonna trail back to something you and I talked about when we were watching this because if you want me to rewrite this so that it's not all about the porn. And then it's a different episode about the history, the origins of the town. It doesn't need to be that. Just to where it's... Okay, so like you're, this is 2023. Okay. How do you write it so where it's not like, Oh God, they're showing their asses online. It's gross. Okay, so like to me, it's just... They don't do the porn awards, right? But they yes and it into madness. So like um, with the, the prostitution museum, that's a good bit. Yeah. And then they realize there's not going to be like the empowerment wing, right? So all this shit that Peggy has crusaded so hard to, like, get going, that doesn't exist now. It just fails. It's gone, right? So then we can, like, take a moment and double down on the grossness. Okay. Like, suddenly, you know, Luli's only serves, like, the blue waffle platter. Oh, God. Or, like, something like that. That was the worst thing I could think of, but they all followed that kind of, like, suit. Yeah. And in following that suit, they'll go, wait, wait, this is gross. Like... You know, Strickland's going to be like, fill me up, Buck. I don't know. Something gross. There's going to be, it's just going to yes and itself into like, and also, I honestly think it makes a better like writing position to like, gross you the fuck out. And then it's like, hey, here I am, Candy, what's her name, Candy Lynn? Candy. Candy something. Candy Lane, something, Candy Kane, whatever. Candy shows up because she's going to endorse Lane Prattley, uh, Cadillac Cadillac. and Sue. 
yeah, Hyundai Cadillac. Um, but she's, you know, something to like, you can fill up the tank, something gross. She's going to get a guest spot and realize this isn't fucking LA. I can't do a gross like guest spot on a morning zoo show about how I like it in my tits. Like she can't do that. And then that's where the switch happens. Then she goes, no, Hank, this is a good little town. We can save it. And then you go from there. That's the reason that can never exist and would never have existed in this time period, Mark, is because this is a network TV show. I'm not saying as terrible as I wrote it. I'm saying it's like... <laughs> I My way of fixing I just, this... I, I want... got hired to, you know, show for this Native American's New Age Healing Center, and he only wanted to talk about the happy endings. And then he said something about his big mountain fudge cake. I had to get the hell out of there. No, so like... my, my way, if you want to write uh, an origin story for Arlen, if you want to, and you want to keep it dark, uh, I say you pull directly out of the things that Texans are known for doing. Killing the Mexicans or killing the natives? No, we no. Let's be horny instead of killing. No, I know. I no, I know because we even talked about this. We I got mad. I got listeners. You need to know this one. Hey, here we go. I got mad about continuity here because we talked about how Harlatown, per some article, was founded in 1867, right? Yeah. Well, we also talked about how the uh, T. Anderson Kearney, who fired the first shot of the text or the Battle of Gonzales. In October 2nd, 1837, which was like 30-something years ahead, whatever. He also built the boot jack that Hank Hill has. And I got really upset because of Texas geography and location. And really a thing I know nothing about at all. Don't rewrite the history. Just don't be so stodgy about it. God damn it. Why can't they just be ho- That's hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. That's what Deadwood is. That's what the fucking Colorado Springs, they found gold and hookers showed up. Turns out when you get money, people also want to fucking get drunk. Mm-hmm. And I mean fuck and get drunk, not fucking get drunk. Fuck and get drunk, kids. Here we go. Tangential to Wizards, How the West Was Weird for this summer series episode. It's also something that's happening, Johnny, so just yep. buckle up. God damn it, you guys. We're horny, we're awful. That's what it is. Be horny and awful with me, Johnny. <laughs> I, I don't think I need to be. It's all hookers, man. It's all fucking hookers and booze and killing natives. But, like, not always. There, just sometimes you ran the Chisholm Trail and you bought a bunk. An enterprising young lady bought a bunk bed. Yeah. And then she learned how to make hot wings, and now you got Hooters and some guy runs it. Yeah. My point is, tip your Hooters waitresses better, but... Don't be so gross to them. Yeah, and alpha males don't go to Hooters, so get fucked. Mark, I say we get out of here before we get you too heated. Let's get out of here. I think that old dusty trail, buddy. Um, You still like King of the Hill, buddy? Mark, I still love King of the Hill. How about you, man? Did I go too far tonight, and are you mad at me? Oh, I'm not mad at you. You may have gone a little too far, but that's what editing is for. It's on the record, and you can't be mad now. No, I still love King of the Hill, you guys. Um, Johnny? You want to tell those good people where to find us? Absolutely. Good people of internet and podcast land can always reach out to us on our Instagram, on our Facebook, on our Twitter. We are at Podcast. You can send us an email at dangoldpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us an email where, Mark? You can send us an email to highhammockradio at gmail.com. Um, we're just kind of uniting the banners. We're calling them all together now. Um, I think we're going to leave it still as the individuals. Yeah. But, you know, just, just in case, like... I don't know, let's say you listen to all three and two wizards I can't wait to, or when the kids are big and dangle podcast Gmail are too hard to remember. Well, God damn it! now you got... Now you got one, one big old one right in the middle. One big old one right in the middle, just like John Redcorn liked to give it. 
Raccoon Nancy Hicks Gribble. You can always reach out to me personally on Instagram at Krautball. That is Kraut as the sauerkraut and ball as in Swedish meatball. Guys, Mark is getting the stink eye from me. I think he knows he fucked up today. Sweet-ish meatball like John Redcourt's. Yep. Sweet-ish so meatballs. you tell these people where they can listen to you, where they can find you, where they can talk at you. Tell them how offended they are of the shit you said today. I really don't think I said anything bad tonight, did I? Uh, we'll see. Meatball Mitch Beck. <laughs> you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, or you can find me at our sister podcast, The Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh peer into that void so you don't have to. Or, 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 if you didn't get enough dirty jokes and meta-commentary about TV shows, well, by all means, please head on over to the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast, where me and my buddy Brad, well, we take a movie that the other one hasn't watched, but we really, really enjoyed... We watch it, we talk about it, we see where it is in, like, the general, like, flow of things in cinema. And then we talk about the super important question of, when can I show this movie to my kids? Uh, find me there, find me anywhere, I don't know. Tell me how bad I was tonight. Come tell me I was a bad little boy. I don't care, because I'm a bad boy, and if I had the power to stand up because I hadn't done leg day already, I'd smack myself on the ass. But instead, I'm just going to say thank you for listening. We love you all, everyone. Have a great night, guys. We'll see you next week.